0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Digging It with Eric Ritchie. What a time of the year. There is volleyball all over the place, whether it's club, whether it's college, whether it's junior tournaments, whether it's Hall of Fame inductions. We've got it all for you on this edition of Digging It. Our guest today will be Recently inducted into the Hall of Fame, Sandy Fusell, a 35-year coaching veteran from Assumption who's still getting the job done on the club level. We'll go to Thibodeau to talk to her in just a minute. We'll head over to Mobile and talk to Sarah Sinift, the Spring Hill Beach coach who just wrapped up the Division II Nationals. We'll tell you about how her team did and how they look moving forward with so many young players uh, on her roster. Uh, of course, um also UNO and ULM college beach volleyball we had a chance to catch up with them at UNO's very first home on campus match they've got a beautiful new facility and we're going to talk to uh their head coaches and uh administrators and um uh AD Tim Duncan as well as uh the ULM uh team that just continues to win i mean they're over 30 wins now so we're going to find out more about those teams as well wrapping up of course avp which is basically all we talked about for three weeks the new orleans open was outstanding um Despite that crazy weather that hit on Saturday, that took the Wilson ball a couple of blocks away, only to be found and made into ponchos by some of the some of the wild fans out at Coconut Beach. Of course, uh, our local players that we have spotlighted the last couple of weeks: Kristen Nuss, Taryn Cloe. Uh, Finished in third place. Just some unbelievable volleyball, though, on Saturday. uh, Losing an unbelievable match to number one seed Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes, your eventual champions on the women's side, uh, the number one seeds. Also, Tony Rodriguez and Savvy Simo. Man, what a triumphant return uh, to the place where Tony injured her knee again last year. But she came back playing so well. Versatile, hitting spikes left-handed. Savvy Simo getting the balls that you couldn't even believe. They end up losing to Nuss and Cloth for a fifth-place finish, but very, very respectable. And uh, on the men's side, Cam Shock, tri Bourne uh, won the finals in three. Uh, Evan Corey, Logan Weber, again, they put on such showtime volleyball. The Beach Cowboys, uh, another top-ten finish for them. Actually, a fifth-place finish a tied a career high for Evan. So we uh, we congratulate our local participants And uh, really a job well done, great host site, Coconut Beach, and uh, the AVP did the best they could under some very adverse conditions to get that tournament finished in relatively on-time status. So that's kind of a setup for the show. Let's get right to it. So as promised, we kick off this show with high school volleyball and on the highest level. I'm not talking about a state championship. I'm talking about the Hall of Fame, the Louisiana High School Sports Hall of Fame. The induction was last night, and fresh off being inducted as one of 10 new inductees is Sandy Fusell, the longtime coach at Assumption, currently at Thibodeau Regional, where she is still a club coach. Let's go to Thibodeau now and bring in Coach Sandy. What an event. What a moment. How are you doing? Have you been able to sleep a little bit since the, the ceremony last
1: night in Baton Rouge? I I did actually sleep very well. Um, (laughs) You know, I was telling you earlier, the the ceremony was just such a memorable event um, for not only me, but I'm sure the other inductees, Um, the LHSAA did an outstanding job um, with the luncheon and the ceremony and preparing us uh, for the, you know, for last night. So I'm very appreciative to the LHSAA for giving me this opportunity And it's definitely, um, a memory that I'll never forget.
0: Let's back up just a little bit, because since I've known you and I, and I'm always referred to you as the hall of fame coach and like, you're not in the hall of fame. How is that possible? So I know it was a couple of years in the making. When did you officially find out that you were, uh, inducted into the hall of fame and, and how did that, how did that go? Where were you? Give us that story.
1: Well, I don't know if I've ever told you this, um, but I was actually in my uh, one of my favorite places, Disney World. Um, we were getting ready to get on the Ratatouille ride in Epcot. And I received a call from Karen Hoyt. And I told my two daughters, this is the LHSAA. I have to take this call. And it was Karen informing me that they had selected me to be in the 2023 class. Um, my daughters were uh, somewhat not angry, but um, perturbed with me a little bit, because we were fixing to get on the ride, and they were like, we cannot get out of line. So, um, you know, I mentioned to Karen everything that was going on, I told her I'd call her back, and yep, I was in Disney World when I got the call. <laughs> what
0: was your reaction? What did uh, what did your daughters, Lindsay and Morgan, have to say outside of uh, getting out of, not wanting to get out of line at Epcot Center, what was that emotion like when, when you finally realized after, you know, eight state championships, over a thousand wins that you were going to your rightful place in the uh, Louisiana high school sports hall of fame.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was overwhelmed. I was very humbled. Um, You know, obviously my two daughters were um, extremely happy for me. Um, We did go on the ride and once getting off the ride, then I started to make phone calls of course to my husband boy. And then, um, all the I tried to remember as many people um, as I could to contact um, that impacted my life over the years at Assumption just to let them know um, that I was chosen to be inducted.
0: That's excellent. So last night, the ceremony. Tell us what that was like. And I know you had a lot of you know, obviously your family and some some friends and some some coaching um, people from your coaching tree were there. What was the moment like? I know um, the ceremony itself was was broadcast uh, live streamed on VSN last night, Um, your introduction. And then uh, they played like a 10 minute video. And then you at the end of that video, you walk up and you um, actually get your plaque and you're officially in the Hall of Fame. We have video of that. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what stood out about last night.
1: Um, I think just being able to share the moment with my family and friends. Um, you know, I had I had people from way back um, in my days at Assumption High. Um, Stacy Adams um, was in attendance. Uh, she and I actually started coaching at Assumption at the same time. Um, she was actually my first assistant volleyball coach. I was, believe it or not, her assistant basketball coach. And we both coach track, so um, having her there uh, meant a lot to me. Um, some of my former principals were in attendance. Um, my brother Rodney was principal at Assumption for two years. Um, it was, you know, memorable to have him there sharing the moment. Uh, my sister Courtney, you know, my two daughters Lindsay and Morgan, um, my son-in-law Jared, and my future future son-in-law Devin, And then, of course, to have my two grandbabies there, um, you know, taking all of this in was um, it was such a memorable moment. Um, I had quite a few uh, co-workers from Thibodeau Regional um, in attendance and for them to be present uh, for this honor meant the world to me. And, you know, just let me know how much they support uh, what I do here at Thibodeau Regional. And it was just, like I said, an unbelievable moment.
0: Well, I can tell you firsthand um, and, and tell the people that are watching and listening to our podcast um, just uh, how um, impactful that, that you are and beloved in the volleyball community. Um, you and I did uh, play-by-play in color for VSN Volleyball 2019. We were doing a game at uh, Country Day, and the, we were getting ready for the varsity game, the JV game. Was like in three sets. We're a long time away from from going on. You go, hey Eric, is it okay? We do we have time to go down and check out the eighth grade uh, game because v- 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 uh, Vanderbilt or Ed White was playing over in the eighth grade gym at country day. I'm like, absolutely. I'll go, I'll go with you. So we walked behind the, that curtain and that game must've just wrapped up. And those players, as soon as they saw you came running over to you, hugging you. Oh my God, coach Sandy, we won. It was great. You should have seen. And and I looked into their eyes and I could see the impact that you've had on the next generation of volleyball players. So 35 years of coaching high school to a hall of fame level and now you give private lessons, Coach Club with Thibodeau Regional Rise. What is staying in the game and, and, and moments like that? What, what does that mean to you, Coach?
1: Um, I, you know, I've always said I'm very appreciative to uh, Mr. Greg Stock, our CEO, for giving me an opportunity to um, become part of the sports medicine staff. And now with the Rise program, um you know, me working here at Thibodeau Regional is just an extension and an opportunity for me to continue to work um, in the game that I've grown to love so much. And, you know, honestly, um, the game of volleyball at the highest level, um, and to be truthful, may be passing me by somewhat just because of my age, um, but the fundamentals of the game never go away. And so my focus now has turned – from the high school athlete to more of the younger generation. Uh, We work with little three and five-year-olds here at the um, wellness center in the gym and the six to eight-year-olds. You know, I coach a 12U team with club. I just love teaching the younger generation the fundamentals of the game. Um, And then I turn things over to the uh, younger coaches such as Cooley Fletcher who has done an outstanding job with our Thibodeau Regional Rise program. Um, She's full of energy. Um, I kind of feed off her at times. Um, Probably not quite the energy level that she has, but, you know, it's, (laughs) it's all such a great atmosphere here. And just to have an opportunity to continue to work with young girls and young women just means the world to me.
0: We have some pictures of, of those teams that you were just talking about. The 12s, I know, were very successful. Won, some, uh, w- won, won a, a lot of tournaments, I think, Th- this team right here. Tell me about the 12-U team, and then we have a picture of, I think it's the juniors that you took on a road trip this year, just, uh, just the, the little ones. So, I mean, just, you know, e- e- either team. You know, what was that like, taking those little ones to a, to a road tournament, and, and, and they performed very, very well?
1: They did. Um, so the the juniors um, that we're looking at right now actually were part of the grassroots bracket at the Mississippi Gulf Coast Open um, in March. Um, these are young girls that um, were part of our junior program um, over the the fall, and we just chose these eight young young girls to come and experience a club tournament at pretty much the highest level because there were so many courts in the Mississippi Coliseum. And they were just, I mean, they were just awesome. You know, we actually had three practices together to kind of work on rotations and different things like that. You know um, we played six sets in all, we won three of the six Um, and we were just, Callie and I um, were just overwhelmed by how well they played and the energy level they had. And it's just going to prepare them for next year when they actually start to travel.
0: That's awesome. That's, and you, you say, I know when you graduated Nichols and I know Chip Didier has been kind of instrumental as one of your mentors, he was included in the, in the video shown last night at the ceremony. Um, You know, you know, teaching those fundamentals. I mean, that's, that's the grassroots and it, what you just said, literally, I mean, it, it it goes back to, to your coaching, you know, roots and, 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 and that's the part that you enjoy. And man, I mean, you know, what was that like, you know, just this year being able to do that and just concentrating on the youngsters?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it was exciting and, you know, our, our little 12U team, uh, I've been working with them at the club le- level for, this is my third year now. We started as 10-year-olds. Uh, Morgan and I, uh, my daughter, um, coached them in, um, in Assumption with the Inspire program for the past two years, and then with my um, job responsibilities with our new sports complex and everything that we had going on in the gym, I was unable to kind of commute back and forth between two clubs. So, um, you know, I turned all of my attention to the RISE program. And fortunately, all of these young ladies came on board with me. So we've, we've developed a bond, not only with the players, but the parents. And it's just an outstanding atmosphere to be around. The parents are amazing. The girls are amazing. And it's very rewarding for me to watch them grow in the sport. Um, because they, they you know, they started not really knowing a whole lot about what volleyball, you know, was about, and now you know they're gonna be outstanding high school players. I have no doubt about it.
0: You know, coach, one of our mutual friends I did not know was a mutual friend. I've known Terry Hawk LaRose uh, for several years as, as my daughter Emma played for uh Ignite, uh, which is Chip Didier's daughter, Allison Didier Leagues team. And and Terry was like hey, you ought to have Coach Sandy Fusel on your your podcast sometime. I'm like, you know Coach Sandy? I know Coach Sandy. And so obviously then we start talking. I realize she played for you. She's good friends with Morgan. She is an assistant. But she was like, when she said that, she was like, you know, do you know how many members of the the coaching tree that Coach Sandy has? And I'm like, you know, I know Coach Latasha and – and now I guess you, but then she started rattling off names. And then I saw some of them in that video last night, you know, Latasha Wise, Chelsea Bergeron, Heather Simono McBroom. And I'm sure I'm leaving out some. So, so, so tell me about your coaching tree and how much pride you take in players that, um, you know, coaches that, that, that played for you or were assistants for you are now coaching their own programs.
1: Yeah. Um, I, you know, I would, I hesitate to start mentioning names because you're going to forget else. somebody, you know, um, two other young women that come to mind is Janelle Leonard. Who's at Ascension Catholic and oh my God, I can't believe I forgot her. She uh, her games were on VSN for a yeah, while. Yeah, She was actually part of our, uh, first state championship in 1990. Um, Chan, Chandra Ewing is now the head volleyball coach at Santa Mara high school. Um, she was also part of that first state championship. Um, I probably I know i'm I'm missing someone along the way. I have of course, Kia Converse and Tara Campo, uh, both that assumption um, probably there are many more that coach at the middle school level or even at the club level. Um, but it, it's very rewarding for me to watch them. Uh, growing the sport as well. And and really, they've been very successful along the way. What do you think that says
0: about you and your coaching style that you've influenced so many uh, young women to go on to pursue coaching as a career? And I'm going to guess many of those players uh, and coaches now that you just mentioned and I just mentioned as well um, still – maybe go through warmups the same way that you taught him, maybe teach fundamentals the same way that you taught him. What is, what do you think that says about you as a coach?
1: Um, You know, I've always just prided myself on just, you know, not only coaching the X's and O's of the sport, but to, you know, to coach the young women, um, you know, and get them to buy into what I was trying to, you know, teach them to do, and fortunately, you know, all of my athletes did that, which I think is a big part of the success that we had, um, you know, watching watching them coach, some of them take on a little bit different personality than, than I had as a coach, um, you know, some are very energetic, Latasha, um, I'll be interested to see uh, what her... Um, her coaching style is now that she's at Vanderbilt. Um, she used to be a go-getter, very energetic, um, you know, very vocal. Um, but it, I'll be interested to see how um, her coaching style carried over from Dominican. Uh, you know, some of the coaches are very quiet, just like I was, and some of them have a lot of energy. So I believe it's important that they take on their personality. Yes. Um, but at the same time i think the fundamentals is you know part of the game and i'm sure that they teach those fundamentals just like we did way back when you
0: know we always have uh, our guests tell us how they started in volleyball uh, when we have them on this show and i know again that came out last night in the in the video that was uh, shown on uh the, during the ceremony but it is available at our, um, on our on-demand, the entire ceremony. But you you said that, you know, when you were at Assumption High School, the only sport available to young girls was track. And you were like, ah, that track is not, not, that's not my thing. So, um, but in 1976, you guys formed a volleyball club. In 1977, you were an official LHSAA team, and you win a regional championship right out of the gate. So a couple of those teammates on that team go to Nichols and you go over to Nichols and, and you want to be a part of that program. You didn't play, but you went to Is it Coach Marion Curtis, I believe, was the head yeah. coach at Nichols at that time. And you asked if you could be a statistician, a manager, whatever. She said, absolutely. Is that where your real love of volleyball came and your, your knowledge and your coaching while you sat on that bench during those early years at Nichols uh, learning from Coach Curtis?
1: Um, I think that was a very big part of it. Um, you know, I was, I was, um, I'm not going to say a big softball player, but softball was actually, you know, my first love. I played in a lot of summer leagues. And at the time, um, Nichols didn't, I'm sorry, Assumption didn't have a softball team. Um, Nichols didn't have a softball team. So if I was going to become involved, um, it had to be through the volleyball program, and I have to say, you know, probably that's where I started beginning to pick up the bits and pieces of the game. Um, you know, fast forward, you know, three years, I was actually um, fortunate to be a part of the very first Nichols softball team, um, which was very exciting. Then when I was hired on at Assumption, we didn't have a softball team, but we had a volleyball team, so it was at that point that I sort of poured all of my efforts into um, continuing to build a tradition of volleyball that my coach, Miss Mert Blanchett, had started, you know, years ago.
0: All right, coach, you talk about the softball team at Assumption. Um, you mentioned your husband Boyd, your best friend, your husband. He was also a longtime coach at Assumption with, with other sports, football, basketball. But softball, you got a chance to coach together. What was that like? Hmm.
1: It was a journey. I I think the kids, you know, the, the girls enjoyed it. Um, You know, we both have, we both have such a passion for the sport. Um, And it was, you know, at times we disagreed on a few things that we thought needed to be done here and there, but, you know, Boyd actually took over the program. Um, I don't know, maybe for our last 10 plus years, Um, he was the head coach. I was actually his assistant Um, because being athletic director, I had a lot of duties in that regard. So it kind of took me away from the game just a little bit, but, you know, Boyd, Boyd's knowledge of the game is tremendous. Um, and it was, it was fun going, you know, to practices and games with him, um, you know, every day, um, you know, not many coaches get a, a chance to, you know, to go to work with their husband and their children. Um, on a daily basis. So um, it was definitely a family affair. Um, He actually helped with volleyball here and there along the way too. So um, it's just memories that I'll never forget.
0: And Lindsay and Morgan, your daughters were both all state players for you. Um, I mean, what was it like coaching your daughters?
1: Um, I actually, you know, you hear, you hear young coaches today talk about, you know, coaching their kids and what they have to, you know, the the turmoil sometimes that they have to go through. But, you know, my daughters, um, you know, they, they earned their spot on the team. Neither one uh, played uh, as freshmen and Southmores. Um, Lindsay was actually a senior before she actually played at the varsity level. Um, and Morgan got an opportunity to play as a Southmore um, just because of injuries to other setters in the program. But, you know, the message today, I guess, taken from that experience with my two daughters, is you don't always have to be a part of the court early on in your high school career. If you work hard and you buy time, you know your time to shine is going to come. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of young girls today and their parents don't don't have that same mindset. Um, you know, they feel the you know my daughter has to play early on. And, um, you know, sometimes the coaches get blamed. But, you know, my daughters were amazing. Um, you know, I tried to treat them just like I treated any other athlete in the program. And, again, it was it was a joy to have an opportunity to coach them.
0: All right. Let's talk about some of the uh, memories from Assumption High School with all the state championships. And eight state championships. Is it seven or eight times that you were runner-up? Eight. Eight. Hey, So literally yeah. you went to the state championship. You took your team there 16 times. I yeah. mean, you were either for, you were playing for it all. That's unbelievable. I know as coaches and uh, interviewing coaches for three decades, when I asked them their memories and they always remember the losses, the close law, they remember every point. Tell me about the eight state championship wins. And is there one that stands out? Is there a moment that stands out? Was there a five-set epic extra point battle that you won one in? Um, was there one that you won with, you know, players that at the beginning of the season, you're like, Jim Mora, playoffs? We're just We're just going to make the playoffs. And you won a state championship with. What were some of your favorite memories of those state championship uh, teams?
1: Well, I think each one in their own right was special just because of the young ladies and the the coaching staff that we experienced it with. Um, I had mentioned um, in part of my uh, LHSAA interview that you know, I'll probably always look at the first state championship as um, maybe not the most special, but just instrumental um, in kind of building the tradition that followed um, you know the the rest of the years of my career at Assumption you know, having won that first state championship kind of gave the younger players coming in an opportunity to see um, see Assumption compete at that high level. And it sort of fueled them to try to do the same. Um, you know, in, I, I think all but maybe Kim Willoughby's junior and senior year, I think we were always considered underdogs in in every state championship that we competed in. Um, in 1992, when the state championship was at HL Bourgeois, I think we started um, four Southmores. Um, at the time, Keir Converse was a freshman. Um, I don't think we really had a senior on the court. And, you know, going into that match, there was no way on paper that, that we should have come away with the victory. But, you know, sometimes, you know, your mindset and your attitude and your will to win pushes you through. To do outstanding things, and I think, you know, I think that was the case. Um, you know, the Kim Willoughby years were amazing, uh, just because the level of talent that we had in the program, um, our year that we went 44 and 0. Um, you know, of course, people look at Kim and what she brought to the program, but I think we had every aspect of the game um, just at the highest level with that 1998 team. Um, it was just amazing. And, you know, I could go on to the other, you know, in 2000, we went up against, uh, John Curtis, um, who we called them the twin towers. They had two, you know, huge medals. Um, and it, you know, there's no way again that we should have been able to come across with the victory. But again, the girls just played extremely well. Um, we had another young lady who followed Kim Yakisha Lewis, Um, You know how they say athletes get in a zone. Uh, She was definitely in a zone for that match. I think she finished with like 43 kills. 43 Uh, kills? And that was in the side-out game. So she was definitely our go-to player. Um, Yeah, but, you know, so she was outstanding. And and then, of course, the the 2009 victory um, against Cabrini. Um, Again, you know, Cabrini was the heavy favorite going in. Um, But the senior class of that team, Chelsea Bajron, who's now at who was a part of that class. Um, Their will and drive to win was just amazing. And, um, you know, I was so happy to see them, you know, achieve success at the highest level.
0: That's fantastic. I I was was riding that road with you right there. Um, I guess um, just a couple parting questions for you. First of all, what are you most proud of? as being a coach and when you look back at the body of work that unbelievably you're still building, what part of that, I guess, experience are you most proud of the, the, the state championships, the way players have come out, the coaching tree inside, what makes you the happiest?
1: I, you know, I really, everything you just mentioned is part of my, you know, my pride and, and you know what I take from assumption high in my career in volleyball. But I think, what I'm most proud of is just the discipline aspect that I tried to instill um, in my players. Um, I never wavered from it. You know, I had strict, um, you know, strict rules and uh, different things that I implemented at assumption that, um, you know, sometimes they were difficult decisions to, um, you know, perhaps sit players and, you know, not be at our strongest in different matches and whatnot. But I think that kind of fueled part of the tradition that we built because the young ladies coming in knew what to expect. And they knew that this program was going to be, um, one that, you know, focused on commitment and dedication and, and just a love of the sport. And I think, you know, out of everything, I think that's what I'm most proud of that, you know, I, I never wavered from that coaching philosophy and, um, You know, I was very fortunate that the young women that I coached bought into it, and that to me is the key to our success.
0: And the final question, and for those that don't know, my daughter Emma plays for Thibodeau Regional Rise, so I'm there two times a week uh, in that office that you're joining us right now trying to do some VSN work, and I see you coaching, I see you scurrying, I see you on the phone, and I'm like, man, what? You're awfully busy right now. So not only are you a just went into the hall of fame you're coaching club teams but your daughter morgan is about to get married i mean tell me about that that i I know they had the bachelorette party a little while ago that you that you hung with the with the with the the youngins you did (laughs) you did and now you got you got like i think it's this weekend isn't it rehearsal dinner tomorrow
1: right rehearsal and uh, rehearsal dinner tomorrow and then um the ceremony is on Friday. So, um, I'm just really excited for Morgan. Um, you know, her fiance, my future son-in-law is just an outstanding young man. Um, and you know, it, it's going to be a joy to watch her walk down that aisle and just experience the, um, you know, the excitement and the love and everything that's pulled into a, a wedding and couldn't be more happier. This is, this is an exciting week. You know, I work Monday. I'm working today. Um, I had the Hall of Fame ceremony last night. The rehearsal's coming up, the wedding. So I oh think next week, next week I'm going to try to relax a little bit. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we still have a lot of club left to go. Uh, taking my 12U team to nationals. So uh, we're really excited about that. Going to my happy place at, you know, Disney World. We've got to spend a few days there. So um, some exciting, it. exciting time still ahead. I would like to
0: find a person on this planet that had a busier week than Sandy Fusell this week. Well, coach, listen, from all of us, we're, we're so happy for you. I hope you felt the love uh, from the the volleyball community, such a, a well-deserved uh, fitting honor. You're in the place where you're supposed to be. And um, thanks for all that you've done with, with Emma and and all the, the young players throughout the years. And uh, I, I know when Emma goes to a private, lesson with coach sandy she comes out of there way more confident and feeling good about herself so thanks for everything and congratulations and and thanks for being on the show
1: thank you eric and for everything that you do for high school sports Uh, you're amazing um and it's a joy to talk to you i've always enjoyed our conversation so thank you for everything that you've done
0: well i appreciate it i appreciate it all right you know i've it's time for us to take a break and we certainly appreciate coach sandy's time again the show is brought to you by bayou granite and marble and homa and now on the west bank as well we take a break when we return we're headed to mobile alabama and bring in some spring hill beach volleyball we're back after this
2: Since 2000, Bayou Granite has grown to be Southeast Louisiana's largest fabricator of stone countertops. From precise laser measurements to state-of-the-art waterjet and CNC machines, we can handle your kitchen and bath needs as well as any commercial projects. Let our expert staff design and customize the right material for your home or business. Stop by our new state-of-the-art fabrication facility and showroom today at 9622 East Main Street or call us at 985-637-4911. And don't forget to like us on Facebook.
0: The Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan has it all. A great place to watch the game, daily drink specials, and you won't believe the food. From our fresh 10-ounce burgers, fully loaded baked potatoes, and great salads, too, like taco salad and grilled chicken. Need something to rinse it down with? How about one of our refreshing daiquiris? A great atmosphere for the whole family. Just a few miles west of the airport, the Sports Pub and Grill, 3001 Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan. Welcome back to Digging It with Eric Ritchie. And as promised, it's beach volleyball time, college beach volleyball. And we head to Mobile, Alabama to Spring Hill College and bring in Sarah Seneff, the second year beach coach. She also is an indoor assistant and was a stud player for the Badgers uh, for five years at Spring Hill. Coach, thanks for joining us on the show. Have you had a chance to take a break from the beach championships over in Florida?
3: Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. You know, it's been a busy few weeks, but finally getting some downtime, kind of catch up and reflect on our season. Um, So thanks so much. I'm excited for, to be
0: on the podcast. Awesome. Awesome. We're excited to have you. And I guess, first of all, kind of wrap up the season for us. I know it was a winning season, 16 and 14 overall, but I know it's not exactly where, where you want to be your first year. You know, you had 23 wins. Tell me about um, this past weekend at, at Tavares, Florida, Uh, at the Hickory Point Beach uh, at the really the ABCA small college beach championships. And uh, tell us how it went for you. And just kind of give us a, give us a synopsis.
3: Yeah. So we started out as the fifth seed going into the tournament. Um, We had some tough losses throughout the year to some school, Southeastern and Southern Miss Um, where we were a younger team. Relatively, we had some younger players higher up in our lineup than we have had in the past so knew that was to be expected as they were learning and developing as the year went on um we had a successful first day so the small college championships three days so our first day um we played one two and zero, which was great and put us into a good spot going forward um the second day we played colorado mesa to start the day they were in our pool um and they were they're the team that defeated us last year in the finals for division two um we played them really tough it came down to our forest court um We ended up losing 16-14 in the third set. Um, So I thought that game could have went either way. And we competed very well. So that was a tough loss. But then we had a few hours to kind of reset. We made it to a playing game to get into the gold bracket um, at 3.30, which we drew Palm Beach Atlantic, which is a team we played the past two years to get into the gold bracket and have beats. So um, we have some history with them. Unfortunately, that game didn't go our way. Again, it came down this time to our threes and ones pairs were still playing they were in the third sets but unfortunately we lost um which dropped us down to the silver bracket which we played on sunday um we drew carson newman to start who we beat 3-0 and then um we lost to saint leo 2-3 and again it came down to our threes court um just a few points here or there but overall i was happy with the season i thought we competed well um just little things going forward we only lose two seniors in our starting lineup obviously very big parts of our team. One is our ones pair and one is um, the defender in our threes. But um, I think this was a good year, some good experience for our underclassmen. And I'm excited going forward for what we can continue to do. And it's pretty cool that division two is growing so much that I thought Mm -hmm. there's eight teams that could have won. Like we went there and I was like, I don't know, like in past sometimes there's favorites, but this year it really felt like whoever was playing well, which is where you want the sport to be. It's a pretty awesome thing. In years past, maybe there's only like four two or three teams that couldn't win but it's pretty cool you go there and i think really there was eight teams that could have won the championship so
0: no doubt no the sport's in a great spot and you're right there with it you just mentioned how many how many awesome games that you almost won i mean the, the southeastern the southern miss the the two trying to get into the gold bracket um coming down to the you know final sets and the fours and the threes Man, I mean, what what a what a year, right? It's like you need to exhale after a year like that, yeah. coach. Yeah. I mean, you talk about um just overall the experience. We had a chance to see you in person. We came over for a juniors tournament uh in Gulf Shores and you hosted um you know teams like Nebraska. You beat Nebraska this year too. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, think about some of the wins that you had, but I I guess with all those young players, and obviously you're you know losing a couple of seniors, but I mean, you know, you, you look at it overall, you know, on paper, hmm, 16, or 14, sixth place in the finals, but yep. it was a successful year. Think of all the, the you know, the, the experience that those players coming back have had gained during this year.
3: Yeah, no. And it was, we host tour. yeah, what you're saying, golf Shores, it was awesome um, getting to beat Nebraska. Um, and like, it kind of shows the comparison how sports are so different. Like we have girls that do both sports, which is pretty neat that we're kind of a hybrid program. Where indoor girls do indoor in the fall and beach in the spring. Um, and Nebraska, you know, it was all their indoor team, which was for our girls really neat because those are players you're watching. And then Snowboy championships, they're kind of your idols. Right. Most of our players are from that area and they're just like starstruck. But it was cool that we settled to played and played really well against them. And then um, got to play some other really good, like uh, Barry and Hendricks were at that tournament who we beat, who were the Division three runner up in championship this year. So, yes. It was a really good tournament. It was cool to see all those schools get to compete beforehand. Like Barry Stevenson and Hendricks were all down there there, and Huntington, like they're the top four Division Three programs right now. So it's cool that they were able to play golf shores and we were able to watch their matches, which were grudge matches in golf shores and then grudge matches this weekend too.
0: <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, let's what we do with every one of our guests is we go into their background, find out how this volleyball bug bit you. <laughs> so you're, like me myself, we're both uh, yep. Pennsylvania high school graduates. Um, you were in McSherrytown and Delone High School, state champion, all-state player. Yes. Tell me about when you started playing volleyball your high school years what position you played give us that story
3: gotcha yeah so well my mom played volleyball she played um indoor volleyball and then she played beach volleyball on the jose cuervo tours which um used to be really popular um and yes. then she kind of got me into it she made me go to open she's like you need to do this you're gonna love it and i was like okay like it's kind of a shy child but she made me go it kind of broke me out of my shell and then i got to meet some really awesome people along the way like my high school coach jason Leppo, Catholic. Um, he was like one of my role models and he really made me love the sport and then that team culture that he was able to cultivate and build, like I just knew that was something I wanted to be a part of. Um and then I ended up finding beach volleyball. We had this really big grass tournament called Pottstown in yes. Pennsylvania. That's right. Um, yeah. So I was able to play in that and there was a it was called a Beach York camp. It was an eight week camp we did all summer from like ten to four. Um it was in the grass, some in the sand, but all my friends would go, drop us off. Um,
0: How old are you at this point?
3: I'm probably in high school at this point. So, okay. I'm well, early high school, like between eighth and tenth grade, would go there for eight weeks. Yep. Every day of the summer, loved it. Um, and then I kind of just found, like, oh, I really like beach volleyball. I really like indoor volleyball. Um, and then Spring Hill, when I was looking at schools, there wasn't, in 2016, a whole lot of beach programs at that point or a lot of beach programs that let you do both sports. Um, and we came down on a visit, I fell in love with the school and with the people. I love that you could do both sports that you never really had an off season, like constant, constantly competing. And you kind of get a mental break from indoor in the spring, you know, beach, a little more laid back kind of music, you're still getting lots of touches, but it was nice to be able to do both sports and kind of, you're still competing at a high level, but kind of get a little bit of a mental break. And then, yeah, came down here, fell in love. Uh, I was. Lucky enough, well, COVID happened, and then I had my fifth year, which I decided to come back. Uh, Didn't really want to leave school. Didn't want to stop playing volleyball. Um, (laughs) Coach Taylor, the Southern Southern Miss coach, he was at Spring Hill at the time, and he left. So we kind of had two years with different coaches coming and going. So my graduate year, um, Coach Martin approached me and said, you know, I see how much you love volleyball. Do you think this would be something you'd want to do in the future? And I was like, of course! Like, I don't want to leave the sport. I love doing the sport. If I could do this every day, Um, so I was really fortunate that she gave me the opportunity to be a part of the program she built. And then, um, and now, just kind of how it worked out, and then it continued into coaching. And
1: yeah, it's awesome.
3: sport. I love being around it.
0: Look, we're gonna we're gonna dive into a couple of those things that you just brought up <laughs> in just a minute. But I still want to talk to you about your playing days. So. Unbelievably, you get nine letters in college, five in beach volleyball, four indoor. Tell me what it was like to be a really a dual sport athlete, because those are completely different sports, indoor volleyball, court volleyball with, with beach volleyball. And, and what position did you play indoor? And tell me about what it was like playing both.
3: Yeah, so indoor I was a right side. And in high school, I set some, so I was a setter. But when I came to spring, I mostly just hit and played the back row. Um, and I think hitting, and I think they just complement each other really well. Because indoor, you have to be aggressive, you have to develop your shots. But then in beach, you have time, you get to do all the touches like passing, setting, hitting. So I think my setting, um, in high school, kind of helped me be able to do beach because I think that's a very hard skill to learn for people that have never really set before to go into the beach game. Um, and then I don't know, I just enjoyed that we were pretty much always in season. You're always with the same group of girls the hitting from indoor being a right side that helped me in beach and then doing beach, like help ball control wise, like with passing, um, you're getting so many touches jumping. Like you, we'd come back indoors and feel like we were flying from, being in the stands so much. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm jumping so high. Like it was always so exciting. We'd come in to do indoor trials to do a few indoor things. You'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm soaring right now. Are you sure this net's not low? Like
0: that was always fun. That's great. Um, That's great. What were some of the things that stood out? Some of the big wins, some of the big matches either on beach or indoor where I know obviously with coach Peggy, you had some unbelievably successful years uh, indoor. And then, you know, just looking back, you know, how many years you've been in the, in the final four in division two as well, you know, yeah. What stands out when you look back at your, at your playing days, you're not looking back too far, you know, it just <laughs> happened a couple of years ago, but yeah. what, what were some of the big wins, the things that you really took pride in as a player?
3: I think one of the biggest wins was coach Martin breaking the NCAA record. I remember oh, we were yeah. at Mississippi college.
0: Nice. We were
3: down in the fifth set. Like, I think we reverse end up reverse sweeping them by member. It was kind of, we're like, we're not going to let this happen. Like we don't want to wait. And then freshman Michaela Boyer from who's from Covington went back to serve. It was like, it was some not not a good score we're like oh man and then she ended up being a two aces, and we ended up rallying to win that game which was pretty awesome that we ended up getting that because there was a moment during the game we're like uh oh like we just we just let this go but then um we had some big plays in that game that ended up i think we won 15-13 which was pretty um
0: That's awesome. What a way, what a way for coach to break the record. Yeah, that's what she said. She's like, it was gave me a heart attack. Uh, Jeez. All right. um, So so well then then you become, you know, like you said, she coach Peggy comes to you and says, hey you know, what do you think about this coaching thing as, as a graduate? You're like, God, I love volleyball. Sure. How how did you make that transition as such a young player? And again, you know, you just said Michaela Boyer, she's one of your top players. She, she was a teammate. Now you're coaching her. So what was that like for you? Was it, was it awkward at all? Or how did you make that transition to, yeah, I, I know we're friends, but I'm going to tell you what to do now.
3: Yeah. I think Patricia, the culture that coach, Martin has built up. Like we, have a really, really good culture, a really good group of girls. We all know we're doing everything to help each other. Um, they transitioned really well. They always respected me. You know, if there was any problems or if we thought something could be a little different um, when the upperclassmen would approach and we'd have, you know, an adult conversation. I mean, it, we just really have a great group of girls. So it really wasn't awkward or there wasn't any, um, I don't know, not listening or any. And if there was, it got addressed, it was fixed. I mean you just can't speak to like how great all the girls are and how much respect they have, which is something we take pride in. Like, it makes me happy being like, okay, this is like what I left when I graduated. Like we put a lot of emphasis on that as seniors by including underclassmen. And so I think it just really speaks to the culture of the program.
0: That's excellent. I like that. I like that. I guess describe yourself as a coach. How would if 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 I've never seen you coach or you know what would your players say? Uh, you know, are you a players' coach? Are you a great tactician? Uh, you know, are you a motivator? What? Um, how would you describe yourself as a coach?
3: Yeah, I think. Well, in beach volleyball, it's a little different than indoor. You know, in practice, I'm trying to give you the skills to use in a game because you can't coach the whole time. You know, you walk back and forth. You can help with calling timeouts, but there's not a whole lot like an indoor in the game you can be yelling at players but in beach you have to give them the tools that they can use on their own when they're on their courts if you're not there to tell them so I think practice it's a lot of working on okay these are situations how are we going to get out of the situation what are we going to do and just kind of having them solve it and then sitting down and talking about it and like okay yeah this will work or this doesn't work or hey this will work for you so I think I guess tactician, but just kind of communicating and talking through situations that giving them the knowledge that they can use in the game because I'm not always going to be there and they need to be able to manage the game on their own. That's such an important skill in beach volleyball that I think goes overlooked sometimes, especially with juniors that they're not always thinking like about managing the game. They're just worried about their physicality. So I think that's something we really try and develop more at the college level.
0: How much of the characteristics that you saw from Coach Peggy Martin have you instilled in your own coaching style? And and what's it been like coaching uh, with now, uh, Coach Coach Peggy? And before you were a player? Yeah, yeah oh my
3: gosh, it's it's an honor coaching with her. Um, I think putting it as like we our team values most important to us, and that's on and off the court, holding everyone accountable um regardless if it's shagging balls if it's picking up like laundry if it's like waiting for him to get off the bus if it's doing the little things around the court that's something I've really taken note that she expects everyone to a high standard and everyone to be a good teammate and be a good person on and off the court which I think is so important into developing a good team culture and having a really good team chemistry
0: I want to start talking about some of your individual players. And I know you mentioned one of your seniors that play on one Cassandra fairly uh, has been yeah. so instrumental, uh, both beach and indoor. Um, tell us a little bit about Cassandra, what she's meant to this program and, and, and programs, I should say.
3: Yeah. i Yeah. She's done so much for both programs physically being on the court. I mean, you can like her stats speak for herself. Um, she was an all American last year and in indoor and she's been two time all American in the sand. Um, She's a great player, but she's also a great person. You know, she's always messaging me like, hey, do we have everything we need? Do you need anything? Like what she's always like helping. I mean, I hope she goes into the coaching field. I think she's going to be a great coach. I think that's something she wants to do. But she's just a great player, a great teammate, a role model for the athletes um, and someone that holds people accountable when it needs to be, which you always need someone to do that. Someone that's going to keep a high standard and hold you to it.
0: Michaela Boyer is another player that plays both sports and someone we're real familiar with working out with Joey Keener. Yeah. We saw Michaela quite a bit at practice and then mm-hmm. um, had some unbelievable matches with her when she played at Hannon High School. And as you said, in the North Shore, New Orleans, Covington, tell us about Michaela. And, and, and you brought up a great point. I'm, I didn't know that story about her uh, clutch serves and uh, the the, the record setting win for coach. But that's kind of the player she is that we saw all over here. And it seems like that's kind of carried over at spring
1: hill
3: yeah and she's oh gosh such a great player and a great personality to be around you know she kind of i'll say if cassandra lays the loss down makes always the one kind of lightening the mood always comes to practice in a happy mood kind of joking around um she's definitely one of the i'll say motivators and a hit like fun like always joking around such a good energy and obviously a great player she's was our libero this past year um, she decides she's coming back for her graduate year next year, so she's gonna do her COVID year and fifth year, which we're so thrilled about. Um, she's played at our twos and ones, and I mean, great beach player, great indoor player, just great person having your team because she's always lifting those up around her.
0: Excellent. And on the fours, I know you mentioned she had a <clears throat> they had a tough loss uh, in in uh, the the conference championships or the the small college Division two nationals. Elizabeth Ardwin is a Dominican graduate here Mm -hmm. uh, in in New Orleans, but then uh, a year I think at at Millsaps is where and then she transferred William Carey William Carey William Carey So. I know she's had a lot of wins, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. in her first year with your program uh, on net four comes from a great family. Has a, has another one coming up the pike too. Yeah. Um, uh, Just a a great volleyball family. Tell us about Elizabeth Hardwin and what she's meant in her first year.
3: Yeah, she did a great job actually. So to start the, our second game on Friday, the forest pair, they collide into each other um, when we're playing Erskine and, they're both bleeding they're gushing blood on the court it's something i'm glad our trainer was there with us because i've never experienced it but they're both bleeding um and we couldn't we were trying to figure out elizabeth actually ended up breaking her nose that first day and having it stitches in it and then she actually (laughs) bit our other players ear. so that's where that blood was coming from Um, she bit her ear yeah so they just collided um and that was something I've never seen before and I'm glad our trainer LB who's great she was there and but they just they're crying and they all they care about is each other and that was a really special moment for me as a coach like thinking like oh that's what they care about but then going forward I didn't know if they were going to be able to play the next day like we were worried obviously about concussions our first um, order of concern and then and then when Elizabeth went to the doctor. kind of broken nose had stitches. like is she going to be able to compete how is she going to be able to compete um that was one of our biggest worries so going into the colorado mason match you know i would say an hour beforehand i'm not sure what my lineup's going to be um huh. but then she ended up playing she ended up i mean they played great because i was concerned i was like well, are they going to be timid at the ball like how are they going to do after that because we ended up forfeiting the force game the previous day because neither of them could come back and compete and we just want to make sure that everything was gonna be okay. You know, obviously no concussions when they get all that tested. Um, so they actually came back and they played great and they come down to their match, but yeah, they did great. They picked up some really good wins, beating Washington um, at LSU. That was a really fun game to watch and then playing other teams like FSU later that day, really close and always competing. And yeah, she did, has done wonders and excited to have her next year. She's transitioning to beach only so it'd be exciting to get the train with her all fall. And um I'm excited for her future here and yeah, just working on little things. Obviously, she'll go home this summer and work with Joey, which is always really exciting because he's such a great coach too, to the
0: help her yes. develop more. Yes no that's that's fantastic. I did not know that about the broken story yeah of I, Elizabeth that's unbelievable uh, and yeah, the no. here with a teammate oh my gosh I can't wait to see them again and ask Yeah, them about
3: I that. know she's gonna be so they're so sweet they're awesome. yes yeah, she's gonna be so embarrassed but we can right.
0: tell them the story. Yeah. A couple of other Louisiana um recruits coming in your way I know one hilly uh, Hillary Hillman from Turling's Catholic just indoor I believe and I believe Emma Warren from Turling's Catholic um, coming in as beach only. Is that right? Did I get that right? Yeah. So
3: Haley, Haley Hillman. Yeah. She's coming in. She'll probably try both. I know a lot of our players, especially with middles and outsides will come in and do some time in the gym in the spring, but it's a lot easier on their knees to be in the sand and they're still getting lots of touches. So she'll probably end up doing both or trying both at least in the beginning. Um, And then, yeah, Emma Warren, super excited to have her beach only. Um, She'll be here in the fall, which I'm really excited because, um, um, yeah, I think she's going to be very good. I think her and Haley both. I mean, watching them play this year, and then Emma ended up getting hurt this year in high school, so she wasn't able to finish out the season um with an ankle injury. But watching them play this season in high school, it was really fun. And no I think
0: now, they're both can be great additions.
3: No, great, great kids too. Great families.
0: I mean, was yeah. just about to say that both come from great families too. I know it was great to see that that. Gulf Shores Juniors tournament that we talked about mm-hmm. Emma actually finally got to play again and we yeah. we were at the tournament in Baton Rouge when she uh, injured herself and it just never healed right. And I think maybe a mm-hmm. misdiagnosed, whatever, but she didn't get to play in the state championship. And I know that Andor in, for Turling's Catholic. And I know that, uh, or mm-hmm. St. Saint, Saint Thomas More. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Did I say, I said it twice too. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Yes. <laughs> okay. yeah, that, that's like saying you went to Alabama or Auburn. You know? Auburn, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got it wrong there. Sorry. <laughs> STM, Emma Warren, of course. Um, so anyway, she's back. But so, again, with all the youth that you had this year, gaining that experience, you know, you got some some, some studs coming in as well, mm-hmm. both indoor and beach. I mean, yeah. future's looking pretty good.
3: Yeah, we're excited. You know, young teams always learning moments, but it's always exciting because you kind of don't know what they're going to do. You know, they, I think they surprise themselves sometimes, and it's going to be fun to get to see all of them develop. And, yeah, all the pieces next year, I don't know where they're all going to fall. We have a lot of good young kids coming in and then a lot of experience to add to that. So it should be a really exciting year. And even for indoor, I don't I don't quite know where all the pieces are going to fall, but I'm excited to see and I'm excited to see us compete. You know, we start our first two weeks playing at West Florida and um, some really good teams, some ranked teams. So it's kind of a nice like you see the first two weeks where you're at and you have some time to adjust before and then we go into our conference play Then we'll probably play some Gulf South um, Sunshine State teams again and kind of see where we measure up before. Um, our championship, and then hopefully if we win that, then we'll compete at regionals.
0: Well, you you guys have done such a great job. And as you said, kind of uh, it's a program, you know, and, you know, being able to compete with a great team, like with coach Walters in West Florida, right out of the gate. Uh, and and yeah. what a great rivalry that is Mobile, Pensacola right there. man. Yeah. that's, that's some, that's some big time, you know, big girl volleyball right there. So yeah. That'll be a, a great, great test right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. But listen, coach, we really appreciate the time. It's a pleasure to talk to you and get to know a little bit of your backstory and um, find out more about the Pennsylvania stuff as well. <laughs> and uh, look, best of, best of luck to you moving forward. Thanks so much for being uh, being here on the show. Take a breath, take a break. You know, <laughs> season's over, and um, just relax and enjoy. And, and again, thanks so much for being on the show. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. You got it. You got it. Very good. All right. Time for us to take another break here on Digging It. When we return, we're going to keep it in the beach. We're going to keep it with college volleyball. UNO now has a home court and it is something to see. We're going to talk about that when we return. And the beat goes on for ULM. They continue to win matches as well. Over 30 wins now. Let's take a break here on Digging It, and again, brought to you by Bayou Granite and Marble. Back after this. <laughs>
2: Since 2000, Bayou Granite has grown to be Southeast Louisiana's largest fabricator of stone countertops. From precise laser measurements to state-of-the-art waterjet and CNC machines, we can handle your kitchen and bath needs as well as any commercial projects. Let our expert staff design and customize the right material for your home or business. Stop by our new state-of-the-art fabrication facility and showroom today at 9622 East Main Street or call us at 985-637-4911. And don't forget to like us on Facebook.
4: Hi, my name is Will Sermon from St. Charles St. John Parish Form Bureau. On behalf of my entire staff, I want to wish all the players and coaches the best of luck. Real service, real people.
0: Welcome back to the final segment of Digging It. Usually we tell you what's coming up on VSN. We'll get to that in just a bit. There's just too much beach college volleyball to talk about. We went out to UNO for their very first home match with their beautiful new beach facility. They split over the weekend, went two and two, really having a a good year for Coach Amy Blank. They're they're now at 18 and 15 overall, getting ready to leave uh, for the Southland Conference Tournament at Corpus Christi, Texas. So we had a chance to talk to the athletic director himself, Tim Duncan, who's very, very proud of what they've been able to accomplish with not only that complex, but the beach program. We'll talk to the beach head coach, Coach Blank, as well as players, Alexa Sparks and Hannah Volpe. She's a local player. Of course, she went to high school at Chappelle. So let's hear those interviews now. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about ULM.
5: Yeah, the most gratifying thing is that our student athletes came to us a few years ago and wanted us to separate the beach and the indoor programs because we'd had them together. So we invested in that, hired their own, coach, own separate coaching staff, and then we wanted them to have a place to play. So we took this old piece of real estate that was a uh, tennis court in the 80s and 90s and uh pour some money in it into it and here we are now it's a wonderful facility that's on our campus that makes our ladies on the team so proud to have a home event so this being the first one is a especially proud moment for me because I love the smiles on their faces
0: excellent so in beach volleyball as we found out you know you have a couple of home tournaments a year right
5: Right, so right.
0: what are your plans moving forward with this with this beautiful facility
5: yeah at the University of New Orleans we're known as Nola's team we already rent many of our facilities to to area of youth and high school groups. For example, this summer, right uh, baseball makes field right across there. Every week this summer, we have a different club program hosting a tournament. High school tennis plays across the street over there club volleyball indoor play on on the main campus so we expect this to be used by club programs to have camps and clinics and also for adult leagues where else can you go in orleans parish to have a a great safe play to play beast volleyball so yeah we expect this place to be busy and serve our community
0: and a special birthday today huh yeah they
2: surprised
5: you that is surprising i should have known they had something they asked cryptic questions like how long will you be here and where are you going? And I didn't put it together, but I have a great team. They support us. We all love each other. We work so many hours together that we're almost like family. So I really appreciate them thinking of me uh, on this day.
0: I guess first of all, Coach, what a weekend. You know, we've been talking about this course, a lot of work has gone into, a lot of planning. Mm-hmm. What is it like to actually be playing a tournament and playing well? Uh,
6: it's incredible. And not only playing for the first time, but it's our senior night or a senior weekend. So the seniors who've been waiting for this for four or five years, they finally get to play in front of their friends, their family, and fellow privateers. So it's such an amazing weekend for all of us. What
0: do you think of it? I mean, I know you practiced on it before, but now mm-hmm. it's not a tournament. What's it like i mean you've seen all kind of beach courts
6: yeah what is this i mean it's incredible i mean playing at your home court it's just it's nothing we've ever felt like before so we're really happy to be playing here tell me about this team and how it's persevering picking up wins having a successful season yeah so it's it's been such a fun season and so many of our seniors are and so many of our players have been playing at higher seeds than they have in the past. As freshmen, they were playing in the sixes and fives, and now they're playing in the twos and, and threes. So they've all stepped it up. They all have one goal, and they've been determined and playing as hard as they can to have such a successful season. Hi, I'm Alexis Sparks. I'm a senior at UNO on the beach volleyball team.
0: Alexis, tell me a little bit about the feeling inside, what it means to you to finally be playing a home match here for UNO Beach.
7: It feels absolutely great. Like I've been waiting for this for five years, and um, we finally got our home courts, and it was just really a great feeling just to be like at home, like on our campus with fans and uh, other athletes from other uh, teams, and um, like supporters for our program and everyone else.
0: For years you've been thinking about this, and can't wait to get it open and play in the tournament here. Now that it's here, what about like in your mind a couple years ago? Does this you know, like exceed expectations, or like once it's here, now you're playing? What do you think about this actual course?
7: Oh, it's, it's great. It's honestly, like, we really couldn't ask for anything anything wet, like, better. Like, it's five courts, obviously, as, as you can see. Um, there's a lot of space. There's, like, the fencing around, so, like, we don't have to, like, shag balls as far as we used to. So, there's just a lot of parts that are really great about it, and we love it.
0: Tell me about this team having success and a, a lot of wins this year for you. Yeah, um,
7: we have a really successful team like all the way through uh, we have a lot of talent this year so it's really nice to see um that we can count on more than just um three seeds to win
0: man you finally have it you yeah the tournament and you're winning what's it like what's the feeling inside with this
7: tournament? uh the atmosphere is just absolutely amazing like everyone here the cheering when everyone's surrounding the courts it's just so great to be home and especially when we get to win it just it's so great to protect our courts, and it's just awesome. I can't say anything else about it. It's just
0: awesome. <laughs> what about this team? I mean, having a good yep. year. I mean, you guys are winning some matches. Yeah, we're
7: having a really great year, and I think every win we grow and every loss we learn. Every, every time we lose, we definitely learn something from it, and we're taking that. We're bringing it into the next games, and we're ready for conference. We're ready.
0: So we wish Coach Blank and her players the best of luck at the Southland Conference Tournament in Corpus Christi. Now moving on, ULM was one of the teams that were at that inaugural home beach volleyball tournament for UNO this past weekend. And, you know, Michael Hobson, their head coach, he's a he's a friend of the show. He's now be, be making his second appearance on this show. That puts him in pretty elite status, right? Jeremy White, maybe the only other coach that we've had on for two different appearances. Well, we got a chance to talk to Coach Michael a little bit more about his team since They appeared on uh, Digging It probably a month and a half ago, probably. And we also got to hear from some of his players, uh, Kaylee Beck, uh, whose sister also plays for the team, and Madeline Marquez. So let's listen to those interviews now. Coach Hobson, Kaylee Beck, and Madeline Marquez.
4: Hi, I'm Michael Hobson. I'm the head uh, beach coach at ULM. I've been here for two seasons now and I'm going into my ninth season as a
0: uh, coach. Hey, let's talk a little bit about the success that you've had since we had you on the podcast. I mean, you were off to a blazing start and it's unbelievably still going.
4: Yeah, we were lucky enough to get featured on uh, VSN and um, during that feature, we talked about how much we just really focused on our progress and getting better every single day, and that hasn't changed since that day, and it, it's kind of continued. I mean, Right now, we're at 29-2, got one more today, um, and I'm just really, really thankful for these athletes and how much hard work they're putting in and how they push each other every day. My, my message doesn't change. It's, it's these athletes that are really creating this very, very successful and inclusive environment that we're in right now.
0: Hey, you probably knew you were going to have a good team this year. Did you know they'd be this good? And what do you think, what, what has stood out like as the winds keep piling up?
4: Yeah, uh, one thing, I, I, I knew we could be really, really good this year. Um, and one thing that everyone on the outside looking in looks at is that win-loss record. Uh, what they don't see is that I asked them to become a really close team and we've become a family. Uh, I've asked them to push each other every single day and they are so relentless when it comes to training. And those are the things that are, really make us a successful program. And that—that that is something that I really look forward to and I, I really applaud them on and I'm so proud of this group and we, we have not hit our ceiling yet which is really, really awesome.
0: Well you got just a little bit of work to do, regular season almost over, and then conference tournament. Tell me about preparing for the conference tournament, going to Huntsville, what you have to do to come out of there with the, with, with the, with the big the golf Shores?
4: Yeah, right now focus is on SLU, but we, we have looked at the future coming up, and uh, next week we'll take the week off. Uh, we'll, we'll have a couple of days off of practice, and then we'll get back to training. Um, And then in two weeks, we're headed to Huntsville, Alabama to play in Sunbelt. Really uh, excited to see what we come out for in seeding there, but I'm I'm really, really excited for that tournament. It takes four wins to get that AQ bid. Um, If we lose one, we still got another chance, but I I don't see us losing because of how progressive and how awesome our team has been pushing each other.
8: Hello, I'm Kaylee Beck. I'm a junior at ULM, and I'm from California. Awesome. Hey, tell me a little bit about playing
0: for ULM this year and the unbelievable success that you guys had.
8: So, I've been having a great time because our team has some of the best like team dynamics. We've been full of energy competing. We just, we've been doing amazing, and I'm so happy. What's it like playing
0: with your sister as your partner? How cool is that? It's,
8: it's been really good. We have the connection that we need. We pick up each other when one of us is slacking, and we're just super competitive. Full of energy. How did you wind up
0: in Monroe, Louisiana from California?
8: So I actually am a transfer from Southern Miss, but um, when I entered the transfer portal, coach reached out to me and it made sense and that's how I ended
0: up here with my sister. Alright, tell me what this team needs to do to kind of meet your goals this year and continue this awesome season.
8: I'm gonna say we just have to keep the energy up. I feel like we, every practice we're getting better and we're almost towards the end line and I know we could win conference. Hi, I'm Madeline Marquez
7: and I'm a freshman at ULM. It's been actually a really smooth transition, uh, mainly because the girls on my team make it really easy. Uh, it's really different than the high school level because the club's great, but like being on a team and like, the team atmosphere um, just reminds me that like, I have my teammates and they have my back, and it's just been a lot more enjoyable, honestly. I think the thing that most surprised me is like how easily pairs can switch up, but also how adaptable everyone is. Like, there's, in my mind, I thought it would be set partners, but there have been a lot of changes, but everyone's really open to the changes, and it has been a lot smoother than I thought.
0: What about the success? I mean, you Mm -hmm. you walk right into a team, you're starting as a freshman, and your team's almost at 30 wins already. I mean, I think we had a lot of good
7: um, incoming freshmen, but a lot a lot of uh, upperclassmen who are great leaders already. And so they, they were really welcoming to us. And I feel like that really attributed to our success. And I feel like everyone's work ethic is just on top. And like we want it at practice and we're always trying to get better and we're making each other better. And I feel like in a way that We're just a new ULM team. I feel like people have seen ULM in in the past as, like, not having as much success. And we kind of use that to our advantage because we're ready. We have nothing to lose. We play um, more fearlessly and just go
0: all out. Certainly wishing Coach Hobson and his players the best of luck. Madeline Marquez, of course, another North Shore product um, like Michaela Boyer. Instead of Hannah, though, she went to Mandeville. All right. What's coming up on VSN? Well, we've got the National Club Basketball Association. That's right. Col Club Sports back on VSN. Certainly pumped about that. Men's and women's basketball championships on Sunday. We'll also have the men's quarterfinals and semifinals all weekend. Again, that's the uh, Club Basketball Association. The national finals uh, will be on VSN this weekend. Also, it's high school Play baseball playoff time. A couple of great matchups over the weekend that we'll have, and college baseball. Loyola, of course, we're the home of the Wolfpack. Loyola baseball, big three game set starting on Friday with Falker. That will do it for another edition of Digging It with Eric Ritchie. I want to thank our guest, of course, Sandy Fusell, fresh off her induction into the Hall of Fame. Sarah Senith, who is the beach volleyball coach at Spring Hill. Fresh off her second season, another successful run for the Badgers head coach and, of course, our director, Justin Thomas, who does a fabulous job putting up with me each and every week. That'll do it for now. I'm Eric Ritchie. We'll see you at a volleyball tournament real soon. Good night, everybody.